Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. Well, a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Developers and Investors podcast with Nigel Green and myself. And today we're going to be taking a deep dive into the cost of energy. Could energy costs really exceed £4,000 per annum? And what can you do to address this? We all know that volatility is expected in the energy markets. We've got wars, we've got trade routes, we've got massive competitive global forces. And let's face it, we are in a global market. So today, Nigel and I are going to be discussing some of the challenges around that and how you can step up and take control of your financial uh, stability, your future. And that's really important, Nigel, from a mindset point of view, isn't it? Not playing the victim, thinking the government had come along and, and provide us salvation. You know, we've got to take action ourselves. Absolutely. Good morning, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a it's a massive topic at the moment, isn't it? You know, the, these prices are scaling out of control. You know, we've got no influence on them at all, have we? And it will be what it will be. And, and the only uh, corrective action that we can apply to that is really the action that we put in place. So I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a big subject, very, very relevant for this moment in time and uh, looking forward to discussing it. Yeah. I think um, the quote from Henry Ford, and we do like a good quote, um, if you think you can and you think you can't, you're probably right. And setting yourself an aggressive challenge of, of transforming your cost base, uh, energy costs, if they are going to hit three and a half, four thousand pounds per annum. And that's just for the average household, not those that have got a hot tub and other things going on as well. If they are going to get to that level, well, can you really um, just stand by and see four, five, six hundred pounds per month disappear out your economy, or can you take a very different view? Can you set that that mantra of "I want my energy cost to be zero, or maybe even better? Could you turn your energy costs instead of cost into a, an income stream? And today we're going to discuss some of those areas, but it's very clearly a mindset shift. Um, for you and your family and how you can embrace better futures. Um, and that, you know, the government aren't going to save us. They're tack- they still haven't got over, you know, COVID and some of the massive bills and issues there, and they're certainly not going to save society. So any mm-hmm. any welcome price caps and discounts and things, um, mate, they're, they're really not going to um, transform people's uh, economy, are they? No, no. And, and I think there's multiple levels of efficiency here. You know, I think we've got a, a macro position, you know, and we've got a micro position. Now, the micro position is probably dialing it right back to what is happening in your household today. You know, we've got, um, I mean, even myself. So, you know, having looked at a bit of a review of energy, you know, one of the obvious things is, you know, how do we heat our water every day? You know, is it a um, you know, is it a function that's heated throughout the night, you know, on economy seven, you know, kind of a third of the cost, let's say, of a, of a daily rate? Or is it, you know, a, um, I guess, an attitude really of uh, either myself or the rest of my family in just pushing the the one hour reset button any time in the day? And then the two have just a fundamental effect on cost. It's the same output. 
you know, it's the same hot water, but it's just how how you got to that point. Um, so just, you know, just sharing this with the family, I think is, um, it is prudent, you know, it's relevant, uh, it's good education as well. And, and just getting into everybody's mind, um, a view of efficiency. And it's not just, you know, it's not efficiency in terms of uh, just cost, it's efficiency in terms of, you know, the carbon side of things and global warming and all the rest of it, which is the macro piece. But but just to, you know, reset your position to, um, you know, having one to two hours or one and a half hours of immersion heating, water heating between the hours of one and eight in the morning, 1am and 8am in the morning, can just have a fundamental effect on your on your electricity costs. Yeah, that, I mean, that energy, energy efficiency and becoming more thermally insulated as landlords. I mean, the, the drive towards EPC uh, rated C, um, I mean, that's being driven by government and banks and and that opens up a, a, a whole world of opportunity, doesn't it, for, for us as uh, potential property investors. But putting that aside, you know, driving the energy efficiency, cavity wall insulation, I've just moved into an old property um, uh, which didn't have cavity wall insulation. So immediately um, getting the insulation in, getting an additional uh, insulation in the roof, just, just the basics, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I think I think most are uh, aware of those options. Many might not be aware that there are still grants available if you look mm-hmm. hard enough. And uh, I mean, one one of the areas that I'm looking at, and I know you've actually uh, gone ahead with it, is um, is air source heat pumps and taking the pressure off off gas. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, but where I where I live, we we actually don't have gas. We're we're on oil, um, oil and um, Know, just just gas cylinders, if you like, for the the hobs and things like that. But I was I was really intrigued by the air source <laughs> side of things, and had an opportunity in one of our outbuildings to extend it and and just take it to another level. And we've gone beyond building control in insulation, underfloor heating, <clears throat> um, air source heat pumps, um, these sorts of things. And um, yeah, just just looking forward to the results. It doesn't happen overnight. You just have to wait and monitor and. And just make sure even from that perspective, uh, the settings are right. Because as we know, air source heat pumps, they they have a limitation of the amount of uh, temperature they can put into water. Uh, I think it's 50 degrees. Um, so they're kind of pumping around at 50 degrees. So that's your limitation. Then you just need to top up with, guess what, an immersion heater. So it's just making sure the settings on that immersion heater are absolutely during the hours of cheap uh, electricity rather than very, very, very expensive electricity. Because just by that one single, I guess, oversight, you could find yourself spending more money with an air source heat pump solution than probably traditional. So it's just, yeah. it's really just watching every sort of aspect and every component of of your your systems just to make sure that you've, you've got the greatest efficiency. And, um, you know, that you, you mentioned the EPC rating. I mean, you, you I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware you can go on to um you know epc.co.uk and just just download your epc there there is a requirement for every property in the uk if it's sold or being sold to have an epc so there's a, re- a national database there so you can see exactly what what you are or what you were when you either purchased the house or sold the house and Great guidance on there, actually, Mark. There's great guidance on there to what you can do, the list of items you can do to get to a different rating. You know, we know EPC um, uh, level C is coming at us. 
um, you know, 2025, it's uh, an inevitability. And it's just good to get it into your mind of what, in some cases, very small things need to happen to get yourself up to that rating. And there's good guidance on those EPC certificates to, to help us all or give us some, you know, tips and, um, and tricks to get us to that, that point, which is uh, very useful. Mm. So there's a whole a whole raft of of things, but you mentioned air source heat pumps. I remember when you had your calculations done, they started with the thermal efficiency of the building. So they started with the energy efficiency measures. Yeah. And if they're not high enough, then air source heat pump, you know, isn't isn't going to be available. But yeah. there are other options. So let's let's list some of those options. So we've got air source heat pumps, uh ground source heat pumps if you're doing some external works and lay the pipes in the ground or the ducts in the ground mm-hmm. um solar pv generating electricity yeah. uh, solar thermal i think you've got solar thermal on on yours yeah you? very 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 good I, I have to say um um during the very hot weather that we've had recently that um you know it actually took it to a level where it wouldn't actually work it was too hot <laughs> It wouldn't allow, wouldn't allow the temperature to go into the cylinder. But, you know, for the majority of the year, it, it is really good. You Obviously, it won't work as well in the winter. Um, but you still do get that thermal gain. Even on a, you know, a sunny winter's morning, you get that gain, you know, heats the, um, you know, the, the fluid within the system. Um, carries that fluid to your cylinder and then deposits it into your into your cylinder. So yeah, again, very good and and all you're paying for essentially, notwithstanding the capital cost, but obviously it's just the pump to pump it around and and heat your water up. So that is a combination of um, you know air source uh, with with immersion heaters with um, solar thermal and you know I mean obviously we know um, the solar voltaic as well. Um, you know, which is another part, but to generate the core energy in the first place, which is electricity. It's another good solution. And then, of course, we've got big leaps over the last 10, 15 years, because from 2000 to 2015, we were heavily involved in renewable energy and we've been involved in mass industrial energy generation, standby generation uh, on data centres and things, but renewable generation over the last 15 years the advance of battery technology has has been a, a real game changer, hasn't it? For uh, for for solar in particular, and now down at a a domestic level. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I know both of us are, are considering both solar PV and battery technology. Um, I've got an electric car as well, so that EV charging gives me the ability to to charge at um, you know off peak times. Um, and and from renewable energy sources as well, so that will give a real dynamic balance to to our family. And ideally, we'd like to be in a position where we can lose the gas and go off grid completely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and I mean, just for those listening or, or watching today, I mean, in terms of that battery introduction into solar PV, so obviously the panels will generate the electricity. Um, during the day, obviously, um, you know, and and what that can do, that energy is then stored in battery systems within your house. So whether it's in a cupboard, they are they are quite slim, you know, they they they're fairly compact, but they do what they do. Um, they they store electricity to enable you to then deposit that electricity, you know, into your into your environment when you choose. 
So, you know, that's really good. So a, a scenario where you've, um, you're charging during the day and depositing during the night, you know, or, you know, whatever it may be is, is a great, great solution. Um, and, and also, I mean, in terms of batteries themselves, you know, there's, there's, there's a suggestion there that you could probably charge up from the grid, you know, during off peak as well, you know, without any, um, yeah, panels actually attached to the system, and then did just deposit the the stored energy that you've you've deposited from the grid cheaply into daytime running of your your property. So again, all these different ways. But of course, we've you know these are great solutions, you know, long term solutions. But you've got the capital cost, Mark, haven't you, to to consider? Yeah. But uh, I think there are a few grants around there that can help. But um, you know, they're ever changing, aren't they? That's the thing. They are. I mean, at the time of recording, I think we're just in the last couple of months of the £5,000 grant for air source heat pumps, as an example. But, you know, forever has there been a, a requirement for government stimulus as technology uh, uh, advancements. Um, it's the same for feed-in tariffs, wasn't it? Um, many bemoaned the, the reduction in feed-in tariffs, but you know, it's like folding wedges, really. High feed-in tariff meant low technology capacity. As the technology increased, the feed-in tariffs started to fall away. It's purely government stimulus. Yeah. Um, but with the with the uh, the deltas now and the, and the the volatility of the the global energy markets, um, we have to take action as individuals, as families. Um, to 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 shore up that that cost base, um, and as as we always say, Nigel, you know, it's it's preserving the after tax pounds. And if you're spending, say, four thousand pounds for a round number, four thousand pounds a year on average for utilities, and you're a forty percent taxpayer, yeah, you've you've got to earn best part of six thousand pounds a year mm. just mm. to pay your energy costs. And when you put it in those terms, and you know, I guess most people in in a single line of income don't think like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There has to be a different way, and it's probably not going to be one course, is it? One course of action. This is multiple courses of action. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you know, initially, it's just driving out inefficiency. I think you know, without any capital expenditure, that's kind of stage one. You know, so if if we can all look at ourselves. You know, with with family inter- intervention as well, and sharing all those all that knowledge with them, and say we are operating our our house, our environment in the most efficient way we possibly can. Well, that's great, isn't it? You know, that's a big tick in the box. And then you kind of move on to right, what can we change now in terms of the systems? You know, what can we change, and what does that cost? You know, there might be investment required. You know what's the what's the return on that investment over the time? What's the capital repayment? How many years? You know, and then be, that becomes a choice and a decision. But I think the stage one, if you can get yourself <clears throat> as efficient as you possibly can, that's a great foundation. I think to then move on to improve efficiency when the time is right and when you know when we can all afford to to do these things. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of properties in in a northern town, northern city actually, um, and they did a uh, the government um, local authority supported a, a wide scale improvement of certain streets, and one of those streets um, was uh, was one that our house benefited from up there. It was a, a buy to let rental property. Uh, I beg your pardon. It was a buy to let, and then we turned it into an HMO. And the, the the local authority upgraded the whole street. They put little garden walls in, gates in, 
they put um, external wall insulation um, on every property down the street, and we just had to say sign a waiver. Um, and that probably added about eight to nine thousand pounds in, uh, in, in property value. Yeah. yeah. Um, so lots of interesting areas for for, for grants. That was a, a regeneration program, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think yeah. The, I was just going to say, you know, we've we've got um, you know, one of the members of our Ecker Academy. You know, she's uh, done amazing things, such as she with a, a HMO and getting it to EPC rating A, which is just phenomenal. Um, you know, and, and the system she's put into that, and the the research and the you know the diligence in terms of you know, what can be done, you know, what's the art of the possible in terms of that building and, you know, installation qualities um, almost taken within an inch of its life, you know, layer upon layer, um, you, you know, uh, the, the triple glazing throughout, you know, these sort of aspects, um, you know, you've got uh, heat recovery systems, you know, a ventilation heat recovery systems that where it takes, it takes fresh air in from the outside, um, but instead of exhausting air, to atmosphere, it's actually capturing the heat that's been generated from the from the rooms and and recycling it back into the air coming back in. You know these sort of solar, you know, batteries, all these sort of things, and it'd be lovely to you know uh, see that over the over the time. It's only just been finished, really, but over the time and the energy costs and the improvement that's going to have, but um, outstanding achievements. Very, very much so, and uh, you know, credit to the person that that did that. I think that's that's something we can follow. Well, probably not in all, but I think the principles um, are great. And you know, if we could all do that, I mean, we'd, we'd, it would definitely be in a better place. Wouldn't definitely on some of our larger developments, we've used MVHR. Well, on most of them, to be honest, haven't we? Uh, many of the commercial to residential conversions from twenty through to fifty plus units, um, yeah. which can quite often combat acoustic attenuation as well, particularly yeah. in inner city environments close to railway lines and things where you can't necessarily open the open the windows all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it has a numerous well numerous benefits to the uh, to the development from a compliance perspective. Yeah, definitely. So I think um, yeah, from some of the the housing perspective, certainly my objective is to get solar panels on the roof um, to upgrade the boiler uh, into air source heat pumps. Air source heat pumps, I'll have the top up, will be through um, immersion heaters. The immersion heaters will be um, will be fed from solar PV with some battery technology. That would be the, the ultimate okay. off-grid. And in doing that, it will take a, a little bit of capital to do that. But the you know probably talking about somewhere between a four to five year um, payback, so a decent ROI, um, and that will also potentially turn well it will turn a cost base into an income stream, mm. and I think that's that critical thinking that's the mindset of of challenge that we as investors and also homeowners need to have. How do you you know? Book the book the trend. Use that uncommon sense and completely transform. See the challenge as actually an opportunity to improve. And that mindset, if if we've all got that mindset, then it's amazing what can be achieved over a relatively short period of time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, you know, we're we're seeing. Um, 
you know, whether we like, kind of like it or not, we mentioned EPC uh, rating C. We, we've, we've also seen in the lending market that better rates are being offered for um, better thermal efficient properties, you know, as well in terms of buy to let and, you know, the, these sort of aspects. So, the, you know, that the world is kind of pushing us down this route. So it's it's coming. <laughs> it's coming whether we like it or not. And and you know, it's either it's either waiting for the bomb to drop or it's it's taking action to defend yourself at this point. Um, I, th- I think the former is the uh, the route to do it. Um, you know, start with the your inefficiency at the moment. Just deal with that. Just get that done. If if we do, if we do nothing else, moving on from this podcast, just get that sorted out because that will save money in the first instance. You know, and that and that hard earned cash that maybe inefficiently is going out the door at the moment can be put towards maybe a capital contribution to whatever you decide to do going forward. So so it is coming. You know, it, it, it is reality um, and, you know, we, we need to face it head on, I believe, and uh, and just deal with it. Yeah, I think that, that downward pressure from governments to banks to to make the make the mortgage books, the, the loan books uh, greener, um, you know, all starts from finance, particularly the, the, the newer properties. So that pressure has been coming for a while. Uh, environmental social governance, ESG programs as well. Um, a lot of the potential suitors for some of our asset class are long-term pension companies, aren't they? It will take a 30, 40, 50, 50 year plus view of an asset. And what they're looking for is securitized income stream, not just a pile of bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would see the imbalance in the energy markets or energy insecurity as a fundamental risk. So uh, yeah. they're, they're always looking at those efficient measures looking forward. And who's to say in the future, an EPC rating won't be good enough, you know, in 2030, 2035, will it move to a B? Yeah. Um, yeah where will advancements in electric vehicles uh, uh, move as well? Will it be electric vehicles? Will it be hydrogen? Who, you know, who knows? But um, yeah. we have to be prepared for that change and i think that's ultimately the point here you know do you want to be 99 one of the 99 percent of the population who's looking for salvation from the government or are you prepared to take the action now use that critical thinking become that one percent put a heel in the ground now and make sure you're in control and you insulate yourself from market forces and improve your financial security So it's always great to discuss this, Nigel, and hopefully this podcast and some of the discussions we've had. And and also, as always, we all share uh, openly and transparently some of the plans that we're personally looking at as well. Hopefully that's taken um, your level of thinking to a different level and you'll have a clear action plan out of this podcast to transform your financial security for you and your family moving forward. Always a pleasure, Nigel. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.